brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Math was never our strong suit, but breaking down Ohio State football is. Sit back and join us for Buckeye Grove Instant Access, part of the Unscripted Ohio Podcast Network. You can do it! Brought to you by BuckeyeGrove.com. Postgame thoughts, immediate analysis, and much, much more to put the big game into perspective. Without any further delay of game, here's your host, Kevin New. Kevin, got Hey, welcome to the BIA podcast. We are 24 hours, maybe even a little bit less away from the Big Ten championship game. Then again, we have been in that type of position before only to see things derail. So let's not jinx anything. It has been an odd season to say the least here in 2020. Ohio State sitting 5-0, and champions of the East, getting ready to face the Northwestern Wildcats, champions of the West. Uh... If the Buckeyes win, it would be a fourth consecutive outright Big Ten championship, first time ever in conference history now that we are in the championship era rather than just letting the standings decide that and co-champions and whatnot, a potential berth in the college football playoff on the line. And for Northwestern on the other side, a chance to get a little payback for 2018 and a 45-24 game where Ohio State was able to get past them. Dwayne Haskins threw for 499 in that game. We're going to, you know, as we do on our Friday podcast when we have the opportunity, we're going to talk to somebody who knows Ohio State's opponent well, and we're talking to one of the people I've known the longest in this industry in terms of the Rivals.com era. We're going to go to Wildcat Report and Louis Vacare of of the site, and I've known him for, for what feels like a million years. And, you know, Louis, welcome to the show, and, you know, glad to have you on board. Yeah, glad to be here, Kevin. And, and we do go back a long way. You're the guy that hired me. So you're responsible for this in the first place. So it's been, that was 2004, I think. So we've known each other. Yeah, we go back quite a, quite a ways. Yeah, and I'm sure that when I'm not on the air with you, you're secretly cussing at me for dragging you down this rabbit hole or whatnot. Back in the days when I worked at Rivals Corporate and not uh, not over at, at BuckeyeGrove.com. But it's 
it's been it's been a it's been a wild ride, I would say, for you in terms you know, without going too far down this path in in sixteen years of covering the cats, you've seen you've 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 seen some lean times and you've certainly seen some good times. And right now, sitting uh what six and one or or whatnot, uh, you know, one of the probably one of the better teams in terms of record. Yeah, absolutely. I mean it's, there's been some uh very good years here. These are kind of like the golden years, you know, the Fitz era has been uh, pretty darn good. They haven't gotten that Big Ten title yet, but uh, he's been, you know, consistent bowl games. They've won some bowl games, which is something, you know, they had the longest losing streak in bowls in the nation. They've won the last three in a row, and they've had three 10-win teams in the last uh, several years here. So, yeah, times are, things are good here in Evanston. And they, they certainly are good. And, you know, they, I don't know if a lot of people truly believed that Northwestern would be the last team standing in terms of the Big Ten West. I mean, I think a lot of people either coming out of the East or from a national perspective just default to Wisconsin year in or year out or whatnot. You know, regardless if it was Jack Cohn or Graham Mertz or whoever they were going to put there, they were going to figure out how to run the ball, play defense and whatnot. And then it just never really happened. And then I think a lot of people thought, well, maybe Iowa, you know, maybe maybe Nebraska figures it out. I mean, you know, maybe I think a lot of people thought anomal- that Northwestern was kind of a one-year anomaly at that point. Hey, you know, they they can be pretty good, but you know, can they hold up through a, a whole Big Ten season? And 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 lo and behold, you know, they're the last team standing. Yeah, that's right. I mean. I really thought that they could contend this year. I really did. Once they landed Peyton Ramsey, you know, last year was a complete disaster, right? So they get to the Big Ten title game in 2018. Uh, they win their bowl game, their third bowl in a row, and things are looking great. And then they did a face plant last year, right? Quarterback position was complete disarray. It was a disaster. They go three and nine. And, you know, Fitz was defiant at the end of the year. And, you know, he basically said, you better beat us now because we're going to be back next year. And he was right. I mean, I thought that they could contend for the West, honestly. Um, but the way they've done it this year, you know, you, you talked about Iowa. They beat them second game of the season. They were down 17 nothing first quarter, came back, beat them 21-20. They had uh, Wisconsin. Uh, you know, they were ranked in the top 10 at that point. And, um, they were 2-0, and I believe it was, and uh, came into Evanston, and Northwestern took them down 17-7. So they've, they've done what they've had to do. They, they have an outstanding defense. Their offense does enough to get by, and uh, we're sitting here at 6-1. and one. A- After a 3-9 and nine disaster last year, uh, it's been a pretty remarkable turnaround, and it's been, uh, it's been a heck of a ride for fans. And I, and I would think that fans of college football in general would expect a Northwestern team, a Pat Fitzgerald-led team, to get it done with defense and to get it done with linebackers. And Northwestern certainly has a crew right now. You know, I've heard all the things of the, the, the firm of Fisher and Gallagher and Bergen. I, I, if, if I'm getting a name wrong, I apologize. Uh, you know, yeah. what, what is the, uh, you know, what what is the DNA of 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 this defense? I mean, I I can kind of go back to remembering game prep before the 20, 2018 championship game. You know, really throw that nineteen year out of out of the out of the record books. I don't really think about that one much. And you know, Ryan Day and 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 everybody and Urban Meyer at that point would say, you know, uh, you know, Northwestern is a team that keeps everything in front of you. They make you earn it. 
you know, I, I went through the stats. It's not like they've given up really any long plays. I mean, certainly nothing 40 yards or longer this year. But, you know, this is supposed to be defensive coordinator Mike Hankowitz's swan song, his final game. If Northwestern's able to get past Ohio State, it would be the 400th win that he would be a part of as, as, as an assistant coach. What, you know, what makes this defense tick? Yeah, I think it, it begins with Hank Witz. You know, you're right. He, he has really transformed uh, the program. Because you remember even, you know, Pat Fitzgerald does have, he's a former linebacker, and uh, you think, oh, yeah, they're always going to be good on defense. But if you remember his early years, Northwestern was an offensive team. They scored a lot of points, and they couldn't stop anybody. You know, they were playing in, you know, 45, 40 shootouts every week. It was crazy. Um, but Hankwitz came in in 2008, and over time, he has really transformed um, this defense. And, you know, what they are this year, especially, I think this is his best defense that they've had. Uh, you mentioned the linebackers. It, it starts there. That's their strongest unit, without a doubt. Um, the, the Irish law firm, as you alluded to, you know, you got Patty Fisher, the four-year starter in the middle. Uh, Blake Gallagher on one side, those guys have over 300 tackles in their career I mean those guys have been around a long time played a lot of football and then you got Chris Bergen second year as a starter he's a former walk-on and they've got three guys um, with over 200 career tackles it's the only team in college football that can say that Um, and this year I think the difference you know Northwestern even last year during the disaster in the last few years they've been very good on defense where this uh, team separates itself is number one with turnovers. Uh, last year, they had 14 all season. You know, they've got 22 in seven games. And they, their secondary has been outstanding. Brandon Joseph, uh, redshirt freshman safety, he just was named freshman of the year, made first team all Big Ten. He's got five picks. Uh, Greg Newsom, uh, another first team all Big Ten cornerback. He's really kind of a he's the guy that gives the defense its swagger. You know, he's a guy, he's a very un-Northwestern-like guy. If you haven't seen him play a whole lot, he will get in guys' faces. He likes to talk out there. He's got a lot of confidence, you know. And um, he's, he's been a just a tremendous, you know, he's locked on to the top receiver and that really enables the defense uh, to do a lot of things. And, you know, I think, though, what carries over is they are very fundamentally sound. They, they play like a cover four as their base defense. Like you talked about, they'll play that shell. They, they'll keep things in front of them and tackle well. And um, they, they turn you over. They're very strong in the red zone. They're ninth, I think, in the, in the nation in red zone. They're number two in scoring. They've allowed 14.6 points a game, number two in the nation. And they're number, uh, they're number one in pass efficiency defense. I'm not sure exactly what that stat is, but – you know, they've been very good on the back end. And like you talked about, they don't give you big plays and they, they're tough in the red zone. And they're, they're, uh, they're a heck of a team to watch. You're listening to the BIA podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Noon, and I'm joined by Wildcat Reports, Louis Vicker. And we are talking about the upcoming Big Ten championship game between Ohio State and Northwestern, 12 o'clock Eastern on Fox on Saturday. Um, you know, we had an opportunity to talk before, at least before I put pen to paper at any point, really to kind of talk about this game. And in, in my conversation with you, I kind of brought up what Indiana was able to do in terms of blitzing a lot of a gap pressure against Justin Fields, 
uh, Ohio State forced you know forced Fields into some bad decisions, three interceptions, which matches the total of interceptions he had the previous year. Do you think that Northwestern has a package in its defense that is not such deviation from who who they are and what they do that that's something that we could see in you know in some sort of iteration in this game? I think so. Yeah, I mean that's what uh, I think Coach Hank is doing. You know, I think he'll dial up some blitzes, and you know where I think he's so good is, is disguising them, right? Uh, I think they they bring pressure in different ways with different players. Um, they don't do it a whole lot, uh, but when they do, you know, they, they several times this year when they get somebody in a, in a third and long or something like that, they will send everybody, you know, and it catches people off guard. Um, they're going to have to do something, right? You can't let Justin Fields just sit back there and, and pick you apart. Um, and especially, you know, the longer time he has, it's the more time for those fast wide receivers to get down the field, right? Um, where I think the, there's a lot of confidence in Newsom on one side. The other cornerback, um, whether it's uh, Ruiz or Hampton, whoever, uh, you know, they've, they've both kind of been playing there on the other corner, you know, to put him – in uh, you know one on one with a Olave or a Wilson, that's that's a scary proposition. You can't do that too often. So I don't think you're going to see it a whole lot, but I think that they will throw some wrinkles at them. I think you'll see some things they haven't done this year, and I think they're going to try to be aggressive. They're going to try to take it to Ohio State. They're not just going to sit back. I think they're going to try because I don't think they're going to get a whole lot of pressure with just their front four. We'll have to see, but. Um, I think that they will throw some wrinkles, and I think uh, Coach Hankwitz will have them uh, ready to, you know, I think they'll try to confuse or at least make Fields uncomfortable back there. And we'll talk about the other side of the ball here in a second. Uh, you know, I think that it's um, it's certainly going to be the interesting part to see what Ohio State's offense is going to be able to do against this defense. Uh, you go back to 18, and as I had mentioned uh, Dwayne Haskins throws for 499 in 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 a 45-24 win, but you know some of those points were kind of pile on points toward the end as Ohio State, you know, maybe trying to have a little uh, some style points. I mean, they were certainly plays that were there. I don't think that Ohio State necessarily went out and tried to to rub anybody's face in it, but you know, it, it was what it was. An Ohio State team that maybe wasn't. Uh, as balanced as this 2020 team. I think you look at, you look at Ohio state, Ohio state is seventh in the nation and running 24th and passing uh, 251 on the ground, 281 in the air. But I think the X factor really is Justin Fields and his ability, not only as a thrower and the receivers that he has question being, you know, who may be available for this game, but also fields the the runner and uh, you know I go through the roster of quarterbacks that Northwestern's faced this year and certainly has not been a Fields-esque type of uh dual threat to to what I see I mean you know Rocky Lombardi or Brandon Peters certainly does not uh you know I, I the only one I guess I could sit there and say is the game against Nebraska and I'm not even sure if the Cats ended up facing um uh, Adrian Martinez there if they ended up getting uh the McCaffrey Luke McCaffrey in that game but you know how 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 do you go about trying to account for everything that Fields is capable of doing whereas you know he is a very different quarterback than Haskins 2 years ago Yeah absolutely and I will say though Haskins played 
you know, that might have been his best game, too. I mean, he was dynamite against Northwestern. That guy just didn't miss. He had a heck of a game. And, you know, Northwestern had a banged-up secondary. And, you know, they came back. You know, you remember that game? They, they scored two touchdowns there to start the third quarter, and it was 24-21, and the fans were feeling it. And, you know, they – they, they made it a game there for a while, and then, you know, it seemed like Haskins just uh, hit the gas pedal and they took off. But um, with Martin, with I'm sorry, with uh, Justin Fields, the, the scary proposition is that running, because that's something that Northwestern has had problems with. You know, you bring up Nebraska, Nebraska ran the ball well on them. Uh, they racked up a lot of yards. At most yards, they gave up all season. And they face both. Like Mar- Martinez had kind of a rough day, but he did some damage on the ground. And then they brought in McCaffrey, and he did as well. Even like Rocky Lombardi uh, in, in the lone loss to Michigan State, he killed them with runs. There, which is, you know, Rocky Lombardi's not a guy that's known for his mobility, but he made some plays on third down. Uh, he picked up some big third downs that uh, really changed the complexion of the game and really gave the defense something to think about. So. You know, that's an issue. That's something that they're going to have to weigh. You know, we talked about putting pressure on them. Well, you, you also have to contain them, right? You got to keep them boxed in because uh, that guy, once he gets on the edge, you know, and he keeps his eyes downfield and things break apart and he extends the play and, you know, he can find someone downfield on you. So he's, he's a dangerous proposition, a handful. He's definitely he's the best uh, quarterback, uh, you know, in the Big Ten for sure. He's the best guy that uh, Northwestern will see this year. And you're, you're right, he's the X factor. He's the guy that makes that team go. And he can hurt you so many different ways. And I, I think what's, you know, scary or, or dangerous about Ohio State is, you know, it's, it's big plays that, that can get you, right? They can score in a hurry. You know, you can play – a, a great three quarters and then they'll blitz you in that one quarter for 28 points and you know the game's over so um it, it's justin fields is going to be a handful it's a huge challenge uh for this defense and but they, you know they're going to be ready for it this is the best northwestern defense i've seen you know since uh pat Fitzgerald was running around with the neck roll in the 90s you know they, these guys are pretty good Damn, we're getting old, aren't we? But we'll go from a we'll, we'll 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 go from Ohio State's quarterback to Northwestern's quarterback Peyton Ramsey on the other side of this quick break. Egg Water Conditioning has been treating well and city water in Central Ohio with American-made water filtration products for over sixty years. Have a water quality problem? The water treatment experts at Hague know how to solve it. Not sure if your water softener is working? They will test, inspect, and sanitize any brand of water softener for only twenty dollars. Schedule a system checkup or water test today by calling 614-836-2195 or visit them online at hagueh2o.com. That's H-A-G-U-E-H-2O.com. Welcome back to the BIA Show. I'm your host, Kevin Noon. I'm joined by Wildcat Reports' Louis Vacur, and we're talking about the upcoming Ohio State Northwestern Big Ten Championship game. On the first side of the break, we talked about Ohio State's offense against Northwestern's defense. Let's go to the other side and uh, Peyton Ramsey has played in three games against Ohio State when he was a member of the Indiana Hoosiers. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, we'll cr- kind of cross 2017 off because that was kind of garbage time, two or three for 10 yards. I think everybody wants to circle that 2018 game where he's 26 of 49 for 322, three touchdowns and no picks. And that was against an Ohio State secondary that had some issues and a, a defense in general that had some issues. And, um, 
I think any Ohio State fan out there will remember back shoulder throw after back shoulder throw after back shoulder throw, and they just really couldn't do anything. And Ohio State still won the game handily, but it was it was way too close to comfort um, or for comfort in that game. And then in 2019, it was a little bit more pedestrian, 19 to 37, buck 62, no touchdowns and a pick. And now you got Ramsey, who's about a 60% passer this year, in uh, an offense that, as, as Louie mentioned earlier in the show, does enough to get by. But certainly, you know, outside of a 43 to 3 thrashing of Maryland, you know, the Cats haven't broken 30. Uh, you haven't, you know, none of the numbers. I mean, the only, only game where any number jumps off the page is the last one where Northwestern ran for four eleven. but I want to talk about, uh, Ramsey in general right now. What has Ramsey brought to this offense? And is this offense capable of, of being able to put up that type of big game when his high watermark is, I'm, as I'm looking right here, 239 yards against uh, against Wisconsin or three touchdowns against Purdue seem to be kind of the high watermarks for him. Yeah, I'll tell you, you can't overstate what a difference maker he had been. And I know, like you talked about, his numbers are pretty pedestrian, right? He's at 60%. He's got nine touchdowns, six interceptions. But he had made the plays when they needed him to. He seems to be at his best on third down in the red zone. When they need a play, he makes it. And I think he's been, you know, I, I would call him more of a game manager, certainly. But when they needed a big game, like against Wisconsin or something like that, um, he he comes through. You know, he's the guy that uh, when they look in the clutch, they look for number 12. And he has come through, you know, several times this season. And you, you look at where they're coming from, too. you got to remember, 2019 – their quarterback play was the worst I've seen in the Big Ten. It was unbelievable. I mean, they couldn't get in the right calls and the right protections a lot of times. And this guy is a steady leader. He's very calm in the pocket. And he's got a little better mobility than I expected him to have. He can make some plays on the run. He can hurt you a little bit with his feet as well. And he's just a, he's a smart player. He takes what the defense gives him, puts the ball in the right guy's hand at the right time, you know. And it, it's it's nothing sexy or anything like that. He doesn't wrap up rack up big numbers, but he's been the difference because this team, unlike past Northwestern teams, cannot run the ball. You know, they and everybody's talking about well, they ran for 411 yards uh, last week against Illinois. You know, that was in number one. It was Illinois' defense, which wasn't good to start with, and they were missing six guys. I think it was seven by the time of kickoff due to COVID and injuries and things like that. So that was a really depleted defense, and they ran the ball down their throat. And it, you know, other than that opener, they they ran for 325 against Maryland, and they ran for 411 against Illinois the last time out. And in between that was pretty much a wasteland. They they never uh, got to 150 in any game, and there's three games before Illinois, they had a total of 167 yards in three games on the ground, you know. So they've been able to do it with the passing game, and, and they make enough plays here and there. And and I will say this, too, you know, you, you say where the point's going to come from. Well, when your defense is only allowing 14.6 points per game, you don't need that many points, right? The offense has been able to give them just enough of what they need uh, to win games. And, and Ramsey has just been – 
you know, he, he's been such a steady and influence. He, he's a leader out there and he has really been a difference maker for this offense. We always like to go back to the big book of football truisms or whatnot. And, you know, good defense trumps good offense or whatnot. I mean, in Ohio state scoring offense is scoring 46.6. So, I mean, you have a, you have a major chasm between, you know, the points that Ohio state scoring and the points that Northwestern is, is allowing, uh, you know, it, it's certainly going to be interesting to see, you know, I, I guess my question is if Northwestern can't run the ball, how do, uh, can it play a station to station six, seven yards, a pop type of offense in terms of the throwing game to keep Ohio state's offense off the field? I mean, is, is, is that the path for them to win is to, to just to try and take the air out of the ball, uh, limit Ohio state's number of, uh, of, of offensive possessions, or is it like, Hey, you know, we, we do this against all comers, you know, just, just bring it on, you know, we'll get you behind the chains and we'll, you know, we'll force you to punt and, you know, we'll just kind of do our thing. Yeah. Well, they play complimentary football, right? They're, they're going to, they, they know they're going to win with defense. So they do play conservative on the offensive end, but I think, you know, I'm, I don't buy into the notion that they're going to be able to run. I don't think they're going to get very much with, you know, running backs between the tackles. They'll, they'll try some quarterback runs. They'll do some jet sweeps, you know, just enough to keep them honest. But I think you hit it. They're going to do, they're going to try to use the short passing game as sort of a extension of the running game. You know, they'll use, they like to run crossing patterns, get guys over the middle. Um, you know, get the corner or your safety in a trail technique and try to lead them out that way. They do a lot of rubs on the outside. They'll use screen passes. And I think they're going to try to do that. They'll try to, you know, stay ahead of the chains. Like you talked about, first down is going to be very big. They don't want to get into the third and long situations where the defensive line can tee off on them. Um, I think the offensive line is going to be a concern against that Ohio State front seven. We'll see how that goes. But I think that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to put the ball, they put the game on Ramsey's shoulders. Uh, they've got some veteran receivers out there, Ramad Chalkiel Bowman and Riley Lees, John Rain, the tight end. Those guys have played a lot of football, Tyrick McGowan, um, you know, and find some soft spots in that zone. Because the thing is, in, in, against the pass defense, because if you look at Ohio State, you know, their they're pass defense, there are some yards to be had there, I think. they they got the worst pass defense in the Big Ten and they're 111th in the country and I know a lot of that is because they get big leads and teams got to throw and in the second half a lot of those games are over but it's still remarkable you know to me like when when does Ohio State ever last in anything so that I mean that's something I think looking at that Indiana game and the, and the points they put up and, and looking at the secondary you know there's some hope that uh, even without a consistent running game that they could be, that could, they could do enough in the passing game to at least stay in the game, you know. And then in the second half, Northwestern's a second half team. Ohio State's not. Northwestern, you know, they're in one score games all the time. That's how they make their living. Ohio State, you know, they're not a battle tested team, I don't think. So if they can get into the fourth quarter with it still relatively close, maybe they got a shot, you know, a puncher's chance. I think that's, uh, that's kind of their mentality going in. Exactly, and you look at Ohio State allowing almost 269 yards a game on the ground, but or I mean but via the pass. But again, when Ohio State only plays five games, and you have that uh, 
that Indiana game in there where, you know, Michael Penix threw for 11 million yards, that's certainly going to skew the numbers. But even if you look at the pass efficiency defense, which I agree, I don't really have the formula down on there. Ohio State sitting at sixtieth of 127 teams. Um you know, you just you just don't know Ohio State giving up twenty three point two points a, a game. You know, a little atypical for an Ohio State defense. Definitely not, you know, the twenty eighteen defense in terms of just breakdown after breakdown and chunk play after chunk play. You you know, my final question and uh you know, I want to thank you for being part of the show is and you, you touched upon some of these things, but what do you think is the number one key? And we're, I'm not going to ask you a prediction. Uh, I'll post that in the comment section in terms of where you uh, listen to the podcast so you can check it out on BuckeyeGrove.com. But what do you think the number one key is for Northwestern to be successful, more so than just saying Peyton Ramsey playing a solid a game outside of that what is the biggest key well i mean i guess it's cliche but i think it's it's got to be turnovers right i mean and that that decides most games but i think for northwestern you know if, if the game gets into the 30s you know they're kind of out of their depth right they got to keep it low they're going to have to well I guess turnover is such a cliche, right? Let's assume all those coaching platitudes, right? So you got to take the ball away, win the turnover battle, and, you know, you can't get behind the chains and you can't allow big plays. All those, we'll just assume that. Um, I think the red zone is going to be key, right? Northwestern, when they get down there, they've got to cash in for touchdowns. And when Ohio State gets down there, they've got to prevent them, right? they got to force them to kick. They, you know, uh, exchange three points for seven and Northwestern is number seven in the country in red zone defense. That's something they've done very well all year. So, you know, taking those other variables out of the game, I think that's going to be it right in the red zone. They have got to make maximize their opportunities and take the opportunities away from Ohio state. And like I said, maybe, you know, the second half, Ohio State is, uh, what are they, uh, scoring their opponents, I think, by 11 in the second half, something like that. And you look at Northwestern's numbers, it's been 75-29. They've outscored their opponents 49-3 to in the third quarter. You know, so if they can withstand that initial barrage, I expect Ohio State to score early. Maybe they'll get the lead, just like they did in the 2018 game. Second half, maybe Northwestern can get a little momentum make it a game into that fourth quarter and then see what happens. I think that's their, you know, that would be the best case scenario. And I think uh, red zone defense, I think defense especially, but on both sides of the ball, it's what they do in the red zone. that's going to determine whether they have a shot to knock them off. And there you have it. And again, as I said, you can check out in the comments section for a link to, uh, not only our predictions at Buckeye Grove, but I will also post behind enemy lines where Louie will give his prediction as well in the game. And uh, there you go with that. But Louie, I want to thank you for being part of the show. And, uh, you know, here's to everybody being safe and a good game. And, you know, let's just get through 2020 because I'm, I'm sick and tired of not being able to go and, and see all of my friends on the media beat and everything else. And, you know, while I'll be in Indy, I don't, you, I believe you told me you weren't going to be, so I'll be sure to eat some St. Elmo steak for you and, and everything along those lines. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Yeah. And, uh, 
yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, thanks for having me. It's always good to talk about the game. And, you know, hey, this is the second time in three years Northwestern's been in the Big Ten championship game. And, you know, I, I was hoping to get Ohio State in this game. I didn't want uh, Indiana or anything like that. You know, I think 2020 has got an asterisk next to it already. I didn't want to see it further, you know, get further tarnished. And I wanted, uh, you know, Northwestern to get the shot at Goliath. So uh, the the Purple Nation is pretty excited about this one. And uh, we'll see what happens. Absolutely. And with only, uh, with only families there, there will not be busloads of uh, Northwestern students making their way to Indianapolis. But if this becomes an every other year or, or, or so type of affair, you know, maybe we can renew this here in 22 or whatnot. But, uh, you know, I want to thank yeah. Louie for being part of the show. And I want to thank you for all listening to the show. And uh, we will, of course, be in touch with you as soon as this game goes final. And then beyond that, we will be ready to talk about what Ohio State's potential bowl destination is once we kind of know the landscape. But that's for another time, another day, another show. It's the BIA Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Noon. Thanks for listening. Be sure to stay up to date with Buckeye Grove Instant Access when the news breaks or after the big game. Exclusively at BuckeyeGrove.com or anytime on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher as part of the Unscripted Ohio Podcast Network. Hit that subscribe button so you can stay in the know and never miss a single episode. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.